Hello, hello, welcome back to the close up. My name is Brett, and today I'm going to be doing my yearly thing of Star Wars ranking. Oh my gosh. So I don't really remember how I ranked them last year. Uh, I really should have kept that on file. But man, I think I did. I think I went back to it and um, I went back. Hang on, let me see. I can't. Let's see. I remember I did a blog post about it. I see it. Okay. And I didn't update it yet, but I was updating my site maybe like a month ago and I was planning on it. So, um, yeah, let's see. I think it's in December. So yeah, I did it a year. I did I did the post rewatch on December seventh of twenty twenty. Uh, today's date for me is December thirteenth. Um, so yeah, a year. Yeah, around a year. Um, I'm trying to find my ranking. Um, okay, so last year, my ranks from I only did the Skywalker saga, and this is how I did it this year too. Uh, I did number nine is the Phantom Menace, eight is the Attack of the Clones. Uh, seven's the Rise of Skywalker. Six is the Force Awakens. Five is a New Hope. Four is the Last Jedi. Three is Revenge of the Sith. Two is Return of the Jedi, and one is The Empire Strikes Back. And um, yeah, I did characters as well, but I'm not gonna do characters since I'm having. I did, I watched these films. I watched the Star Wars films during kind of Thanksgiving holiday weekend. So it's been quite some time since then. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give, I did, I originally what I did is I watched the films and right after I watched the film, I recorded a kind of podcast. I never published it, but I was planning on doing this ultimate podcast with all the nine films right after my raw reaction to them. And, you know, I may include that, but this maybe don't know. Um, it's pretty around two hours. Like it's a, a really enhanced review of each of the nine Star Wars movies. And they're kind of raw, and I don't really know if I like them, but I may include it anyway because it is my raw reactions to them. It's just my thoughts, um, and I don't even know what they are anymore. But I think for some, you know, I was very bitter with some, I want to say, and now I'm not bitter towards any of them. <laughs> so that's why I was like, you know, I need to give it more time to do an honest, more honest, open review for them because I don't think there's a bad Star Wars film. You know, I think there's a lot of toxicity with the fan base of the sequel trilogy and the prequels. Um, but rewatching these films, I can't help but love it. You know, I just can't help. Um, you know, I do have my least favorite and also have my favorite favorite. So I just, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, so how I watched the films this time, because last year I watched the prequels first and then I watched the original and then I watched the sequel trilogy. And it was okay, but I, when I got done with the prequels, I was kind of tired out. <laughs> um, so this year what I did is I did, um, I think it's called the Machete Watch Order, where you watch the first two of the originals first, and then you watch the prequel trilogy, and then you watch um, Return of the Jedi. It's a kind of an overall complete story. And then you could watch the sequels if you want to, but I did anyway because I wanted to watch all nine films again. So that's the watch order I did. So I did uh, A New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back, then I did Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then Revenge of the Sith. 
Then I finished that story off with uh, Return of the Jedi. And then I went to the sequels, which was The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. So it was overall a very nice watch. <laughs> a very nice watch. So, um, so that's how I did it this time. And I would like to give you my ranking of the films. It's different from last year. Um, so at number nine this time, we have The Attack of the Clones. Now, this film, it really kind of, like, the acting in it really kind of drew it down for me. Uh, Hans Christian Andersen cannot act. <laughs> he has no chemistry with Natalie Portman. I just thought it was very awkward to see them together and to see them fall in love. I just thought it was very forced and, <laughs> very forced. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it just, the film didn't do a lot for me. And the, the battle sequence kind of lost its momentum for me. I mean, I used to love it because it brought all the Jedi together, which is still a great scene. But I just think it was just like, mm, I watched all this crap and now I'm here to that. But like I said, when I think about it, I think it's a great, <laughs> I think it's a fun movie at the same time. But I think, I think that just brings it down and it's just bleh, you know, I just... Um, it's very bleh. Yeah, and yeah, really the chemistry does not do anything. It really does not. So yeah, that's my least favorite Star Wars film is The Attack of the Clones. Moving on to number eight, and I actually had a better time with this movie on this rewatch, The Phantom Menace. I really enjoyed it this time. I don't know what it was. But I really liked it. I loved seeing this world explored. And, you know, I just, I loved it. I really did. Probably because Kira Knightley was in it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. Darth Maul's fight sequence at the end is still iconic. Um, the Anakin boy, he can't act either. <laughs> Jake Lord, I think that's his name. But yeah, I mean, Jar Jar Binks, I, I found him more amusing than annoying. Which, he was annoying, but I found him, like, I was like, okay. And I feel bad for the actor. I think the actor getting that much hate was stupid, so it kind of softened me up. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Jar Jar is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I prefer, ooh, I don't know if I should say it. Never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, Y'all would never know what I was about to say. <laughs> but yeah, episode one, I have a lot better time watching it. Uh, so, yeah, it was just fun. And I liked Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was a very fun character, very interesting character to go into. I just loved that he was such a – he was so noble, and I think he was so level-headed. Level and to see that in a Star Wars character besides Obi-Wan at the time, I think that was very interesting, you know. So, yeah. Um, and a fantastic poster to the movie as well. I just love the poster. Okay, so number seven is The Force Awakens. Now, this film, I still feel like this is a copycat of A New Hope. Like, The Force Awakens, everything about it screams, <laughs> don't copy my homework, okay. <laughs> um, Daisy really is great in this. Um, so is Adam Driver, um, really. And also, John Boyega is Finn. Like, this was the best film with Finn. And the fact that they really destroyed his character in the sequels really kind of sucks. Um, he could have been a really great character. He really could have been. 
But oh well, <laughs> he exists in the Force Awakens. I don't know who the Finn is in the uh, Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. It's not the same Finn. So he must be a clone in the sequels. Uh, but yeah, the Force Awakens. Overall, it just it it's a really kind of dull copycat. It doesn't have anything original about it. Um, and just kind of looking on the reflections of Mark Hamill's, like he didn't really like the film either because he was not even in it really, and he doesn't even come back to witness like the people like in his uh, quote about the, his dislike of how they did Han's death. You know, it's with people that he didn't even know more than the last twenty minutes. <laughs> It's not like Chewie's there, but Leia and Luke, they're not there. And it's Ray and Finn that get to witness that. And they take that so heavily, which really doesn't kind of make sense that <laughs> they just barely know him. And um, yeah, I do think they could have done better. And also, Leia kind of ignoring Chewie as they come back, not hugging him. JJ Abrams, you effed up. Like, <laughs> I guess people will agree that he effed up multiple times with Star Wars, but that was a major one where he just kind of missed the mark. And, I, you know, and he didn't get the characters. He did not get the characters. So the sequel, and I'll get to that at the end. I'll get that to the end. Um, but, yeah, overall, like I said, on, like, further thinking about the film and just kind of reflecting on it months later on or a month later, I thought it was a very fun time. You know, it was just fun to watch the whole saga. But I think when you deep dive into them, you're like, mm, there's a problem there. You know, see, that's the interesting thing. When you view it all collectively, it's beautiful. But when you go into it, you're like, ooh, I forgot about that. Ooh. <laughs> so that's very interesting with Star Wars, you know? Um, you know, as a matter of fact, since I'm being so critical, <laughs> I may just include it um, for the others I did, you know, some of my raw reactions. That'll be after this one. I just want to give my official rankings. I think I also do it there, but just listen to this part uh, because I think the other ones were my raw rankings. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, The Force Awakens is just ugh, very meh time. Um, and, you know, I put the – now that I think about it, I'll get, I'll get to it at the end. I'll get to it to the end. Anyway, so we did it. Nine, eight, seven, six is The Last Jedi. Now, this film is better than The Force Awakens because it does not copycat a thing. So I love that it's original. But the film, once again, misses the mark on the characters. Ryan Johnson, what the heck? Um, You know, Luke is not... I mean, in the defense of it... Well, before I get into the defense... Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> oh, <laughs> woo, excuse me. Um... But yeah, Luke is portrayed as this hopeless man that gave up on Jedi, threatened to kill Kylo Ren, you know, threatened to kill his nephew. Like, it just, it wasn't Luke. And, yeah. But in defense of The Last Jedi, I like that Luke hit rock bottom. I really do. I think it's so much more realistic to see a character fall rather than the character stay the same throughout so many years. So I thought that was a good thing. But I draw the line with him wanting to kill Ben. You know, I just, I didn't think that was Luke. You know, they could have done a different way about it. He could have been more skeptical about it, questioned him. But no, they did it like a cheap thing. Like, oh, what if Luke killed, tries to kill Ben in his sleep? Like, it's not Luke. Try again. Um, so yeah, that was an issue. But yeah, the last shot, I did do a lot of things differently. As I think about it, 
it's a pretty good film. Pretty good, not great. Just eh, it's pretty good, you know. Eh, whatever, but it's not horrible. I just I think it's, you know, Daisy really and Adam Driver do really hold this film up with their chemistry. But I think I think about the B storyline with the Finn clone and Rose when they're going off to the casino. I just I didn't care for that. I didn't care. Their mission meant nothing to this movie um, at all. It was just till, filler and time wasting whatever merchandise sales whatever so i didn't really care for that but ben and ray's connection is beautiful uh luke connecting back to the force and realizing that what he has to do awesome leia oh carrie fisher's last real performance as leia awing it's just this film you know it's not horrible it's not great. It's just pretty good, you know? And I think that's where I kind of stay with it. Um, the humor does not work for me. I don't like the kind of humor thing. I think that's the Disney-fied Star Wars. Um, it's just not clever humor. It's kind of annoying humor. And I just don't really care for it. But overall, not bad. Not great. But just eh, pretty good. <laughs> Um, so we did nine, eight, seven, six, five. Number five on this list, and I'm doing this because I totally did not lose count, is The Rise of Skywalker. So on rewatching it, this film, like this film touched me in cinemas. Like it really did. Like I cried my eyes out multiple times watching The Rise of Skywalker in the theater. And I saw this movie two times in theaters, and I cried both times. <laughs> Um, and at the time, it was one of my, it probably was what I ranked as number one in my favorite Star Wars movie. Because I just had such a phenomenal time with it. Now, when I watch it, it's number five, so it went down. <laughs> Last year, it was way down. But um, this year, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be so hateful. I'm not going to listen to the hate gang. I'm going to listen to my, what, I, what I feel. And I felt really passionate about this movie. So... It does have issues. I do think things are catered towards the characters in this movie. It's not the Rise of Skywalker where things... Let's just... How do I want to phrase this? The Rise of Skywalker was unique, to say the least. But I would think... Oh, did I say the Rise of Skywalker? I mean The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was unique, to say the least. But the Rise of Skywalker... I feel like this film tried to be different, but yet copied other movies. And really kind of cliche it had a lot of cliches in it um i love ben and ray that's the main thing like i really i think the relationship was the best here um i think they did the best they could with leia i love that they i loved watching the behind the scenes footage and they said you know we're you know usually we're building films around certain characters but this time we're building the film around carrie and I thought that was so beautiful. And the fact that Carrie Fisher is credited first, as she should, I love it. You know, I just think this film does pay an awesome, 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 awesome tribute to the character Leia and also Carrie Fisher. And I think that's beautiful. Um, I, I really do. Um, my favorite scene in the movie is when Ben and Ray face battle team. I just, I just think that's beautiful. Um, I know a lot of people wish, and I think it would be cooler if uh, the Jedi did show up in their ghost forms in that 
final battle sequence. But I do love that Ray. I love the story's theme that Ray, you know, she's conflicting with who she is and who she is and finding out like where she came from, uh, finding out the truth about her parents, that they are nobody. Um, but um, there's more to it than that, you know. So this movie, I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, um, what I love most about it is that Ray confidently says who she is in the end. With no doubt. And I think that's beautiful to see the character grow in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Really do. <laughs> um, I think it has the most feels for me in this movie. So that's why it's above the other sequel trilogy. Um, I just I think it does a wonderful job paying tribute to the original and also to the actor, Carrie Fisher, and honoring her character. Um so it's just yeah it's just a beautiful time it's not perfect it's not bad it's like yeah great yeah but it's not perfect i enjoyed it better than last jedi for sure anyway moving on from that number four is return of the jedi now this film it used to be my favorite film as a kid it was my favorite star wars film but now i'm like "Mm." It's number four. <laughs> um, it's kind of much more of the childish one, I want to say. So or more family-friendly one. Um, I have an Amazon delivery. <laughs> but, um... Hold on. Hang on. Pause the recording as I go back to the door. Give me one second. Woo! I'm back! <laughs> Plot twist. It was a package. <laughs> Well, what, 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 uh, surprise, it was a package. Whatever. Moving on from that. Uh, I think I was just talking about the Return of the Jedi being kind of like a little bit more friendly, family friendly. And it is. It's more, more, mm, I think overall it's kind of an underwhelming film to look at, you know, because I think the battle sequence in The Empire Strikes Back is so much more iconic than the battle sequence in Return of the Jedi. So... Yeah, I just was a little conflicted with that. And also, I just felt like the characters just felt more kind of weighted down a little bit. Just a little bit, you know? So, it just didn't feel as dynamic for whatever reason. But still, it's a great film. I love how it's a perfect ending to the saga. Um, And I think that's the thing, you know? Return of the Jedi is a perfect ending for the original saga, and I think the sequel truly is a per- <laughs> Breathe, Brett, pause. <laughs> but, like, Return of the Jedi, I feel like that's a perfect ending for the Skywalker saga. Well, I feel like the sequel trilogy ending with the Rise of Skywalker is a perfect ending for the Ray, for Ray. So, yeah. But overall, the Skywalker saga. You know, it just feels like two different films you know so um probably should have focused on ben that probably what it should have been focused on that would have been interesting but anyway um yeah return of the jedi i just kind of felt underwhelmed by it you know just a little bit underwhelmed i love the opening sequence i think this the tattoo tatooine sequence is wonderful with job of the hut um but i think the film kind of slowly loses its momentum from there and uh, I do think it's a fitting in for the franchise. Um, but then, lo and behold, the sequels came around the horizon. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think it's perfect. At, uh, uh, um, let me count again. <laughs> I had to go answer the door. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Uh, number four. <laughs> I think it's probably number four. So yeah. Number three is Revenge of the Sith. Now, whoa. What? A prequel that a pie? Yes, son. Oh my gosh. This film is everything. It's everything. Like, it's... It, mm. To see Vader, or to see Anakin turn to Vader. Whew. The fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Speechless. Speechless, speechless, speechless. Um, I prefer the cut. I've seen the cut with the Clone Wars. And I prefer to watch that cut than this theatrical film. Because it's just so much more rich. And you see a lot more story in the matter. Um, and Ahsoka. Oh, um, but yeah. Uh, I love Revenge of the Sith. Oh my gosh. It is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Everyone hated on it, but and to be fair, hit well Hayden still has bad acting here and there, but he was he gave the best performance in this movie. Um I hope he does better in the Obi-Wan series. I'm excited for that. Oh my gosh, let's talk about that. Oh I love you, McGregor. <laughs> but um Yeah, I mean, just wow. You know that mm. That fight alone is why it deserves to be this high. Um, I think this film is beautiful. That film is beautiful. Um, moving on from Revenge of the... Well, even watching the film this time, I just thought it was great. I had a lot better time with it, too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, number two is, of course, the original Star Wars. Now, yeah... This film is the reason why we all have these Star Wars films and spinoffs today. Now, I had a lot of criticism for it last year, but this year I was like, I love it anyway. <laughs> um, what I liked about it this time is because I had a heavy criticism because Leia lost her whole planet and Luke just lost Obi-Wan, who you know, oh, it's interesting. Luke knew Obi-Wan for the same amount of time as probably Han knew Rey and Finn. And Obi-Wan witnessed, or Luke witnessed Obi-Wan's death the same as Rey and Finn witnessed Han's. So, ah, that's interesting. Huh. Still, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, Luke uh, was more upset than Leia was about losing her whole entire family and planet. And, um, but I like... Leia says something when I caught it this time. She says, you know, we, we can't worry about it now. We have to focus. And that's just how powerful and strong Leia is. She's focused to get the job done, to honor her people. Who knows what grief she went through afterwards. But, you know, I think to see her, like, we have to focus. Pull ourselves together. It shows how wonderful of a leader she is. So, yeah. But yeah, Star Wars classic. I love Han in it. Uh, Leia's iconic. Luke, likable. Uh, it's, just, it's just the perfect trio. And of course, number one is The Empire Strikes Back. 
the like I said, the Star Wars at its finest. It's just such a perfect movie. Um, and the fact that it gave me chills, even though I already knew everything, yeah, it deserves the number one spot. It deserves it. So overall, Star Wars, it's a fun franchise. No matter what the film is, it's going to be a good film. Well, let's not get carried away. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. And it may be, you may be like, ooh, what is this? Or you may be like, ooh, what is this? So you never know. But um, I think the thing is, There's always going to be some point of criticism. And I think we need to make it healthy criticism. Not like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. Why are you even alive? But like, oh my gosh, that's not the character. Let me let me explain what the character is, you know, so you get it right. You know, so... Yeah, I hope Disney and Lucasfilm listen to the fans. Um, but I hope they listen to the respectful fans. You know, because they don't listen to the hardcore, horrible fans. I think the backlash, they have, they got in. I mean, they have, they do know about the backlash. There's no way they don't know. But for them to be completely silent about it. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, Star Wars is fun. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I'm going to include my raw reactions to this. And be warned, it is a pretty long reaction. I think it's around maybe a little less than two hours. But it's probably going to be two hours total because I think this adds like around 30 minutes of podcast time. So be prepared. So this is the end of my overall ratings of the films and just getting some time apart. And so my ratings and rankings of the movies in the raw reaction are going to be different maybe from my own from this current one so just be warned i did that a month ago and i just wanted time to think about the films more and i wasn't sure to include it but i'm gonna include it (laughs) so yeah feel free to click off if you want to listen to the raw stuff you can it goes through each of the films as i watch them so i think it's gonna go a new hope uh empire strikes back uh the phantom menace attack of the clones uh, revenge of the sith return of the jedi um, A New Hope, uh, no, excuse me, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. That's what the order is going to go into. I think I give my own ranking and my character ranking as well. I can still tell you for sure my favorite character of all time is Leia. I think at number two, it's Obi-Wan. Number three is Luke. Number four, I'm going to go with Han. I've been really thinking about Han. Han, five is going to be... Da-da-da-da. Uh, five, I'll say Anakin. Yeah, five, Anakin. Six, I'm going to say... Six, six, six. Wow. I drew white. And we'll stay at the top five. <laughs> well, last year I included, like, the Mandalorian and Clone Wars, like Ahsoka and Mando and the Child. But I don't know if I'm, they are part of the Star Wars universe. You know what? Six would be Boba Fett. Seven would be seven would be Ray. Eight would be Kylo Ren. Nine would be R two D two, and ten. 
Wow. Jar Jar Binks. I'm kidding. Um, wow. I can't think of one. <laughs> Grogu. Um, I'm trying to stick with the film characters. Hmm. This is interesting that I'm stuck like this. You know what? I'm going to go on a limb here and say Qui-Gon. I really did enjoy Qui-Gon. So my top 10 characters. Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget them again. Uh, Qui-Gon. Um, oh my gosh, I should have wrote these down. Uh, let's do this again. Hang on, let me do it again. So here we go. Qui-Gon. Oh my god. See, I forget it. So let me do it again. So number one is Princess Leia. Who is Obi-Wan? Three is Luke. Four is Han. Five. Five. Good lord. I'm so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I forgot my own ranking for it. But yeah, let me go this again. Princess Light, Obi-Wan, Luke, Han Solo. Five would be... Five, 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 five. Anakin. That's what I said. Anakin. Then I said six was... I'm going to go with Ray first, and then I'm going to go with Ben. Uh, Kylo Ren. And then I'm going to go with... Number eight being Boba Fett. Nine will be Gee, I'm horrible. Do I really need to do this? <laughs> um Oh, I said R2, right? R2, and then 10, I said, it's Qui-Gon. So yeah, those are my top 10 characters. So top 10, 10 Qui-Gon, 9 R2-D2, 8 Boba Fett, 7 Ben Solo, 6 Rey Skywalker, 5 Anakin Skywalker, 4 Han Solo, 3 Luke Skywalker, Two Obi Wan Kenobi and one is Princess Leia Organa Skywalker Solo. <laughs> I got him. Um. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm sorry for the delay with that, but yeah, enjoy my raw reaction if you're still listening. Um, and I will see you guys in the next one. Ooh. What up, everyone, and welcome back to Salty Light Films. I'm so excited. So I'm gonna, I'm deciding to do it this way. And I'll also do like a physical review on my uh, portfolio, ePortfolio website. So this is my um, my pre-watch of Star Wars. 
I do it every year for Christmas, Thanksgiving era during the winter season. It's just always the time where I want to go back into that galaxy far, far away. Um, I've done it. I think I've done it for the past four, four to five years, maybe. Um, I think the first time I did it, I was in high school. It was like in 2016 during this time period. And we're just, we just watched the original trilogy. I think we did it. We did it. Well, excuse me, 2015, uh, because we did it for, because we watched the original trilogy and then we were just getting ready for the force awakens um some friends uh, and i did it and it was amazing it was a great it was a great trilogy uh i that was not the first time i've seen i've always seen star wars but uh it was really special watching it during that time and i think i just never forgot that so uh i think in every subsequent year i always kind of focus on watching star wars in that time period and always, uh, you know, the um, you know the Star Wars films, uh, the sequel trilogy did come out during Christmas time. The only time a Star Wars film didn't was uh, Solo, but uh, mainly a Star Wars film came out during Christmas time each year through 2015 through 2019. So I always find it kind of special. I did it, I did it every year. Um, 2019 is when I did it again um, because of the Rise of Skywalker. And uh, I did it officially again, but I've always watched Star Wars in some way, but I started watching all the films like back to back because I wanted a whole complete picture. So with Star Wars, um, I'll show you, uh, I will give my original ranking of the films back in 2019, 2020, and then I'll give you um, what I said last year after my rewatch. So basically this is my, so this right here is now my, uh, pre, uh, my going into it, um, before I did my rewatch last year, and you can find this on my, uh, website on Weebly, um, I'll provide a link down below in the podcast so you can look at it, um, I apologize for any spelling mistakes, I am a noob with it, <laughs> but anyway, um, so last year I said my ranking of the movies before the rewatch, I said, I said number, I counted, let's see, I'm trying to remember what I counted. I counted Rogue One, and I counted um, Solo, a Star Wars story, and I think that's it. Um, so I said at number 11 was The Phantom Menace, 10 was Attack of the Clones, 9 is Solo, a Star Wars story, 8, The Force Awakens, 7, Revenge of the Sith, 6, The Last Jedi, 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Four, Rogue One, three, A New Hope, two, Return of the Jedi, and one, The Rise of Skywalker. And um, in the order I decided to watch the films in was I started with the prequel trilogy. Um, I wanted to touch in with the Clone Wars as well. And I did the Solo, a Star Wars story. And then I touched on the Sokotano story in Rebels a little bit. And then I went to Rogue One. And then I went to A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And then I touched on The Mandalorian. And then I went to The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. So that was the order I watched them in. Um, but, you know, and then, uh, so that's before I rewatched the films last year. Uh, so yeah, The Rise of Skywalker, I, I remember in 2019, I had a beautiful time with The Rise of Skywalker. You know, it made me cry in theater. It, it, like, it, like, that was the first time I think I ever cried in theater with a Star Wars movie. Well, I take that back. Rogue One made me sob at the end. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's passing was a 
you know, and having Leia in the movie was such a touching and emotional moment with me. I just couldn't handle it. But the same, it was kind of the same thing with uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I just, I could not fathom. And I think I did cry in the last study as well with her scenes and Luke. But I mean, I sobbed in the Rise of Skywalker because I just, I, I, I legit can't, I could not handle it. It was that emotional for me. I just thought it was such an emotional moment. Like any scene with Leia, I know it. You can you can obviously tell like it wasn't Carrie Fisher, but they you know you got to give them props. They did the best they could for that character, give the role that the character should have had, um, and they really did honor Leia. I really do really say that. That's one thing that the Rise of Skywalker really did get right, and that's honoring the character of Leia. Um, and you know, yeah, I still say that. Okay, so. Um, but on my rewatch of Star Wars last year, this is my after I watched the films, um, my overall rank became, I just ranked the nine films at this point. So my overall rank was number one, The Empire Strikes Back, two, Return of the Jedi, three, Revenge of the Sith, four, The Last Jedi, five, A New Hope. Six, The Force Awakens. Seven, The Rise of Skywalker. Eight, Attack of the Clones. And nine, The Phantom Menace. So, yeah, my number one favorite Star Wars film went all the way down to number seven on the list. So, that was a little... When I rewatched the films, The Rise of Skywalker, I, I, I think rewatching everything congruently the way I did, it, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> they really did, like, create this crap movie. But I still, like, I mean, like, it's a really emotional scene for those Leia scenes for me. So, yeah, I'm interested to go back to that again. Because I know The Rise of Skywalker is such a... I get... Now I feel so conflicted with that movie because I just know it, it's not going to live up to expectations. But I still love what the movie does accomplish at the end of the day. It's just... Imagine what they could have done if they followed a whole overarching uh, outline for the trilogy of the sequel trilogy that being said um revenge of the sith was higher on the list uh and uh, also the empire strikes back is my favorite star wars film i love that film when i rewatched it it was so beautiful uh, i i got goosebumps and i think that's what really won me over that movie it gave me goosebumps i mean i've seen the film before i guess the time like this time i was so engaged watching it like, I had goosebumps with the Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker fight, even though it's the most well-known fight in cinema history, or one of the most well-known fights in cinema history. I just got goosebumps watching it, and I think that's because I was so invested, because I'll probably watch the prequels first. I was so invested in, like, that overarching storyline. So that's interesting, actually. But anyway, but, I mean, that's what I gotta say. Like, Empire Strikes Back is still my favorite Star Wars film. I... I think that is the top tier Star Wars film. I, I really do. Um, I really do. Uh, I put A New Hope is underneath The Last Jedi, which I was not expecting to put. But I, I have a friend who loves The Last Jedi. He loves that movie. He like and I like I, when I first saw The Last Jedi, I I was not comfortable with it. I was conflicted with it a little bit. I was I was just I just felt like something was off with it. Um, and that's why I'm also glad to go revisit that one because it's been a year since I've seen it. But um, it's also The Last Jedi for me. The com the comedy didn't work. 
And I guess, you know, I mean, that's the thing you could argue with the sequel trilogy. But the comedy didn't work. I didn't really care for Poe's comedy. I think his was way over the line. Uh, Rose and uh, Finn's uh, B story, I, I didn't care for that either. And uh, But I really did. Oh, and also the portrayal of Luke. And here's how I kind of defend it and yet kind of go against it the same way. Uh, like people have a lot of a big issue with how Luke is portrayed here. Uh, because he just tossed away his lightsaber. He doesn't really pick it up. Doesn't care. Doesn't want to do anything with the Force anymore. He's done over it, over the Jedi. And people have a big problem with that. But what... I also do have a big conflicting problem with that. But I, ha I also look at it like this. Like, you know, in life, we always change our mood. Like, our mood changes. We always feel differently on a different day. You know, we have... You know, we go through something that we are affected... And then we may not feel the same way anymore coming out of it. So for Luke, I had it look like that. Like it was like real life. Like he really hit rock bottom and hit a dark place, like a very lonely, dark place. Like he felt alone and just, it felt despair. And I think that's how I kind of viewed it in The Last Jedi with how he was portrayed because he did have a really well arc in that movie. Uh, I love the fight, like his uh, final sand in that movie is so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, see, that's like the plus for it, you know. I mean, so I don't know. I I'm interested to rewatch it, but I think I'm gonna have issues again with it because I always feel sort of conflicted while watching that movie. There, I mean, I don't know if it's just comedian. The comedian is just off for me. Um, it, to me, and I was like, okay, this is like the Disney five Star Wars right here because, like, I mean, Star Wars I think did have a humor, but it was not that type of like cheap laugh humor i don't know if that makes sense but i'm interested to rewatch it again and revisit it uh, i put the force awakens i think that's also lower than my original ranking for it let me look and see um uh, well it's it's kind of further down yeah um in my original ranking but it's a little bit higher up um sort of but i mean on my rewatch of the force awakens I thought it was a great movie for Finn. I thought he was great in that movie. But it's just the the part, the devastating thing is Finn never gets a story that he deserves. Um, I And I think The Last Jedi is the culprit of that. And also The Rise of Skywalker. You know, I just, uh, he, they really sidelined Finn. And he was a very interesting character. I, I You know, he was a very fun character too. So the fact that they sidelined him, uh, I'm not so happy about. Uh, I really do think the best thing about the sequel trilogy, besides having the original cast members in it, um, was Ray and um, Kylo. Their their bond, their chemistry, their 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 force bond. It was so interesting. In each of the three movies, how it starts and how it finishes, I just love that up. I <laughs> I guess you could say I'm a Raylo shipper, but uh, I mean. Just, I love them so much. And I also cried in that that moment in The Rise of Skywalker, the, uh, that moment where they kiss. I just, I thought, I was like, oh my gosh. And then he dies. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, yeah. But yeah, I'm interested to see if Attack of the Clones and The Fates of Minutes are higher up on my list for this 2021 rewatch. Because, you know, rewatching those films, one time I did watch them and I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> um 
especially watching with this friend some friends they like they were like we'll pay you to skip it like i'm like no we need to watch this so i don't know i mean i kind of want a fresh palate cleanser with it and want to go full strength into it and i'll get into how i want how i want to watch it this time around uh just how i want to watch the trilogies and how i do, do want to structure it so anyway here we go anyway before i get to that uh, these are my character ranks uh, prior to this rewatch uh, of 2020. Um, and it starts at number 10. 10 is Darth Maul. 9 is the Child, which if you have not seen The Mandalorian, we were revealed after this point that his name, spoiler, is Grogu. 8 is Mando from The Mandalorian. 7 is Ahsoka. 6 is Han Solo. 5 is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Four is Luke Skywalker, three is Rey, two is Princess Leia, and one is Kylo Ren. So I was, you know, when I was making that top ten character list, I was stuck between Kylo Ren and Leia. Who was number one? Who was number one? Or Rey, for that matter. And I really had to think, and I was on a big Rise of Skywalker, like, love. And I just really loved Ben's arc in that movie. I really did, and I just, I, I just like, I, I can't help it. I have to put it number one. <laughs> but anyway, on my rewatch, uh, the characters did change. Uh, number ten was Ray, nine was Boba Fett, eight was the child or Grogu, seven is Mando, six is Han Solo, five is Darth Vader, four is Ahsoka, three is Luke Skywalker, two is Obi Wan Kenobi. And one is Leia Organa, or Princess Leia. Hello, girl. Uh, the biggest change of that was Kylo Ren not being on it. Uh, I still love his character. It was just, it was a part where I was like, okay, there's so many good characters here. But I noticed on the rewatch, um, his story was slowly dismantled in each film that he was in. So basically, he was like a victim of Finn. It's just Kylo Ren had better de overall development between the two. And Kylo Ren in the first film was a certain way. Kylo Ren 2 in The, in the Last Jedi, he was, like, like, he was, what was so interesting about that is he was so, he, he chose the dark side and no one was telling him to do otherwise. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, you find out, oh, wait, no, wait, it's Palpatine, you know? So it was like, come on, like, you know, even though, yeah, yeah I just noticed, I was like, uh, no, <laughs> That's not how this works here. That is not how it works. But anyway, uh, excuse me. Um, Kylo Ren still like his character. Still love it. Uh, he he like he's an honorable mention for sure. But anyway, I'm interested to see if that character list changes as well, and if I should take off um, certain characters, like if they don't appear in the uh, Star Wars film series. Like Grogu, Mando, and Ahsoka, because you know they're not really in the movies, but yet they have their they have great importance, and I still love those three characters. Like Mando and Grogu are my like like gosh, I love that. And then uh, of course Ahsoka, you know the Clone Wars, and she's also in the Mandalorian. Like so, it's just crazy. So I feel like it's stupid not to get their credit when credit is due. And I can't help but love their characters, too. So, anyway. But, yeah, so, my favorite character is Leia. I mean, overall, it's always it, it always has been Leia. 
uh, like I've always had a soft spot for that character. Anyway, um, but yeah, I could uh, I could also give you my rankings for each of the movie I did last year and to see if that changes as well. I did this in order of, um, I did this in order of uh, the prequels and then did the originals and then then I did the sequels in order in order chronologically, and um. Yeah, I was just reading what I wrote. Um, but anyway, um, but anyway, I think overall, oops, excuse me. So let's start with the Phantom Menace. I gave it a two out of ten, and I said, um, I'm not going to say what I said. Y'all can read that on your, you know, y'all can read that. <laughs> I'll provide the link for it if y'all want to read that. But I gave it a 2 out of 10. Attack of the Clones, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Revenge of the Sith, I gave it a 7 out of 10. A New Hope is a 7 out of 10. Empire Strikes Back is a 10 out of 10. A Return of the Jedi is an 8 out of 10. The Force Awakens is a 7 out of 10. The Last Jedi is an 8 out of 10. The Rise of Skywalker finally is a 4 out of 10. So, very interesting. Um, I'm excited to do this again. I will certainly keep y'all updated. I am so excited to be watching these films again. I don't know when I'm going to start. Uh, I may even start right now, for instance. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just so crazy. Uh, the order where I'm thinking about watching these films again, it's not chronologically like I did last year. Well, I'm thinking about doing the original trilogy first, and then doing the prequels. Well, I thought about doing this way. I thought about doing the first two of the original trilogy first, and then I thought about doing the prequel trilogy then to get the backstory. Um, because, you know, in the second film, uh, Darth Vader reveals that he's Luke's father, so watching the original trilogy would be great. And then watching The Return of the Jedi after that, because, you know, Luke and Leia have that moment where they're siblings. And then going to... Uh, and then going to The Force Awakens, you know, and... But I also thought just, you know, doing the original trilogy first, and then doing the prequels, and then doing the sequels. Um, because last year I did a prequels, original, sequel, and that was okay, that was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, you gotta do the originals first and sometimes. But yeah, it's interesting coming up with Star Wars. Star Wars watch, how should you watch the films, and what's the best way to watch, what's the best way to watch them all together, so I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting, it's very interesting, so anyway, with that being said, I cannot wait, I hope to, I hope to keep y'all updated, it's a lot of fun, oh my gosh, so anyway, oh my gosh, may the force be with you, Rebels, and I will see you next time, bye! Yo, uh, before we get into it, just a little disclaimer. I'm going to be recording um, my reviews for these movies as I watch. Well, not as I watch them, but after I watch them, I'm going to record it over just that one film. And then I'm going to put it, I'm going to save it for later to make an ultimate podcast. So that's why this podcast is so long. It, it's nine films, maybe even more if I decide to do the series. I still haven't decided or not. But, um, 
it's going to be over nine films um, together all in one podcast. It could be, I don't know how long it's going to be. It's not, it's not, it's going to be a little bit we're going to talk about. We're going to deep dive into some of these. Um, I'm excited. I'm just letting y'all know. And I will put chapter times in it as well so y'all can uh, see where, where each of the films are. And do be warned that these are going to have spoilers. Um, so, spoiler warning for all the nine films um, of Star Wars. And, yeah, I just want to let you guys know. And let's get on to this review, rewatch of 2021. It's the most epic time of the year. So, what up? This is my review of A New Hope. Um... So what I'm going to be doing this time is instead of ranking, overall, I'm going to do both just because I did it last year. I did it out of 10, but this year I'm going to do it both out of 10 and 5. Um, I don't know, because Star Wars films, I think it's good to see variety in numbers. And I think when you have more of the numbers, like if it's up to 10, it's kind of good to see where they all films kind of rank. But if it's um, out of 5, then, you know, there's... You know, there's probably a lot of fives, probably a lot of threes. You know, I'm trying to get here. So anyway, uh, this is my review over the New Hope. I have watched the film, and it was a very good watch. You know, and previously I gave it a seven out of ten, but I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten or a four out of five this year. Um, it was something about just revisiting these characters, and it, for it being the first film in the Star Wars universe, it was very nostalgic very nostalgic to revisit these characters and just watch it as originally intended watch it as the first film now um i didn't give it a five out of five uh because i still had some issues with it uh last year um i my issues was because like you know the losses of the film was heavily biased in terms of the favor of the main character uh because luke lost ben and he was so depressed about it but Leia lost her whole entire planet and family and uh the way that was portrayed across the screen was not really satisfying or not really interesting to me I thought it was just very insulting um in a way it was just like I was like mm, that's not how it would go but okay but um looking watching it uh this year I really liked it because it was <coughs> excuse me it, I really liked it because it was a, um, it just showed me how strong, this time it didn't, it didn't bother me as much, that kind of, like, you know, her losing her whole planet, and then him losing Ben, and him being a wimp about it, not a wimp, but, you know, him being more upset uh, than she is, which she lost more, um, but it really didn't affect me, because, I guess, because I was like, you know what, it just shows how strong Leia is, and how focused she is, like, probably right after that happened to her, um, she probably felt like she had no will to live anymore. Like, okay, just kill me at this point. Um, and when Luke rescued her, um, you know how that, you know how the story goes. But I mean, she always found a new, like, she was set on something. You know, when Luke came in there and rescued her, she's like, oh my gosh, like, we gotta go. <laughs> um, um, yeah, she was bent on saving anyone else from the Death Star. 
and when she reunites with the rebel base after they get off the death star uh she reunites with one of the one of the rebel one of the rebels and he says oh when we found out alderaan was destroyed we fear for the worst about you and she's like oh there's no time to grieve right now we got to get we got to get this settled um and that just shows you how committed leia is even at the, the toughest of circumstances she always she always gets the job done and she's willing to do whatever it takes and that's really an admirable character uh character a trait for for this character and why she is my favorite because leia is amazing um but yeah i mean it didn't bother me this much uh what did bother me though mainly was the ending was rushed <laughs> and you think i would have noticed it but there were rebels that were lost on that mission and you know you would think it would be a you know a bittersweet victory yay they won but at the same time we lost a lot of people but it's over and you know you think it would have been more kind of like take a moment of silence for the ones that we have lost you know they lost a lot of people they lost a lot of people so i, I you know i just wish that was reflected better and you know with that um luke was immediately praised but i mean he just lost was his name bebo like he just lost bebo you know i mean it wasn't that one of his childhood friends you know so you know i just i think you know there should be more time to deal with these losses and as we come to go further in this franchise it's probably going to be like that as well going forward um I, yeah, I, that'll be interesting to go forward. I'm interested to know that. Um, but anyway, I just that's what I noticed here. I didn't really notice that when I watched the film last year, but this year I did. But yeah, a lot, I enjoyed it a lot better. It was just a little petty. Not really petty. I mean, I just I would like more time for character losses to be dealt with. You know, just because they're not main characters does not mean they're not important. You know, if that was the case, what is the point to have? these recurring background characters you know they add so much to the world and they make the world so much more real um they make the movie you know and we should treat them as such characters i mean so anyway um that's the new hope uh i'm excited to watch the empire strikes back this was my favorite one of last year I mean, it still is currently my favorite i mean i haven't even watched it yet i'm just so excited and pumped up to watch it so um, just to confirm my viewing order, after I finish The Empire Strikes Back, I'm going to go to the prequels. I'm going to go to A Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, and then I'm going to go back to Return of the Jedi. So I am doing the Machete viewing order. Uh, what The Machete viewing order, it has A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back, and it has that twist that is originally intended. And then they have um, Episode 2 and 3, and then um, it goes to Return of the Jedi. And that's really the um, the machete viewing order. And of course, you can add the sequels too. I'm going to do that. But I'm also going to add the Phantom Menace because it is part of the story. Um, I think it, I think it is, it's well worth it to watch it. Um, especially because it's my least favorite Star Wars movie. So I want to see if that changes. <laughs> 
We will have to see. But that's what I plan to do. I do not plan. I thought about it. I really did. I really did think about watching the uh, the kind of spinoff films, Solo and Rogue One. Um, you know, and I think there are good films, but I don't think they go well with the Skywalker saga story. Um, but I will want to watch them because they are really they they tell interesting stories. Uh, Rogue One takes a place right immediately right before New Hope, and I think that's so interesting. I remember when I got done with Rogue One, I immediately want to watch New Hope. Like it got me that excited to watch it. Uh, Solo, I I didn't really care for it, but yeah, I appreciate the backstory they try to do with Solo, and I think that's why I was trying to figure out if I should watch Solo right before I go to Empire Strikes Back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure. Uh, probably won't though. <laughs> um, that's also another thing about too. Sh- like, should I go into the series or some of my favorite moments in the series, like in um, Clone Wars and The Mandalorian? Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and uh, I'm probably not going to do that as well. I still love the characters. Um, I love the storylines. Um, but it's just it's too much to get into. It's better off. Um, it's you're better off, and I'm better off just watching the, uh, the, the saga, the Skywalker saga itself. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to revisit those uh, pieces of stories at some point. I haven't even seen Star Wars Visions, like the animes episodes that they came out with recently. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen the Bad Batch. Um, I haven't seen Rebels either. But uh, I've seen them. I've seen Clone Wars. I, I've tried to get in Clone Wars. Like, I remember that was out when I was a kid. Um, but, I mean, it, I just, I wasn't really big into Star Wars back then. And um, now trying to watch it is very cringy a little bit. But I love the last, is it like four or five episodes of the last season? That is amazing. Um, totally worth it. Um, so. For that alone, like I may try to rewatch that. That was so good. It goes along with the Revenge of the Sith. So, and I also may watch the Mandalorian episode focusing on Ahsoka because that was a good episode too. Anyway, I'm excited for the Ahsoka Tano series and Obi Wan, well, the Obi Wan series. I'm excited for that one as well. So, but yeah, that being said, I'm excited to continue this rewatch of 2021. Uh, this has been great so far. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just been, oh man, bring on the original trilogy, man. So anyway, and then I can do the prequels after Empire Strikes Back. So that's fun to record too. But I think, I think in that way, after Revenge of the Sith, I get to go to Return of the Jedi and be like, oh yes. (laughs) So I don't know. That's interesting. So I'm doing a different rewatch order than I did last year. I think last year I did it chronologically and it was just so much like, it was like, oh, but um, but yeah, I remember, I remember, I had a lot of chills. So I mean, I'm excited. Let's get on with it, boys. What up, everyone? This is my review of The Empire Strikes Back, my favorite Star Wars film. I I, I will still say that this is going to be my favorite overall, just because you know, last year watching this film, I gave it a ten out of ten. And I just loved it. I think what I loved most about it is that Luke, Khan, and Leia's stories were all told equally well. And, you know, I always kind of, I, 
always kind of thought, you know, Empire Strikes Back, you have the main story, which is Luke learning about the Force and facing Vader. And then you have, like, the sub-story, which is Han and Leia. And, um, and watching it last year, I realized it was really well balanced between the three of them. They all had their own... They all had their own... Like, they didn't outshine each other, which I liked. I think Luke overall, that fight with Vader was incredible. Because I remember getting... Like, even this time, I was like, ooh, chills. But I remember getting chills watching that last year. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. And, of course, the reveal that Vader is Luke's father. You know, that, that was great. Um, I love the line. Uh, you know, and Obi-Wan says that boys are lost hope. And uh, Yoda goes, no, there's another... I love that line um, <clears throat> because we know what it, we know who that's referring to now. But I wonder what it was like watching this film in theaters without any other sequels. It was just that film and what people thought. <laughs> um, I just love Leia. I, I just I think she's my favorite character, and you know I just. It's incredible to see. It's really incredible. Um, I love this film start to finish. It's really good. It is I, to me. It is top tier Star Wars. If you want to know, if you want to know why, if you want to know, if you really want to know what Star Wars is, watch this movie. Like, watch it. It's so good. Um, if you want to know what's the best Star Wars film, I would say Empire Strikes Back. I think you know it's just everything, and. I think that's so incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I have no issues with this movie. This movie is fantastic, perfect. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it again. Uh, it's also my favorite locations to visit. Like uh, Cloud City was very beautiful. Um, yeah, I love Ice Worlds. Hoth was great. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna butcher it. But Dambagu with Yoda, also very great, and it made me think like, man, we don't really get to see this a lot anymore in movies, like realistic or really these kind of natural looking locations like this. So to see it in an '80s film is quite special. Even even in the 1970s with the first Star Wars, I think that was incredible. Um, but it certainly it tops itself here. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's leading up to a conclusion, obviously. Um, but the next movie I'm going to review is not going to be Return of the Jedi. It will be the prequel trilogy, uh, starting with The Phantom Menace and then continuing out that trilogy. And then I'm going to go back to Return of the Jedi. I'm doing the machete order watch order, so it's going to be a little interesting. Um, I am not looking forward to watch The Phantom Menace, but yet at the same time, I feel like watching the prequels and then watching Return of the Jedi will be an interesting viewing experience. Even though I already know like the story itself, I think it'd be kind of cool to um, see it through that viewing order, just to see if it's different, if it's more powerful. I want to see um so yeah but yeah i mean nothing but love for empire strikes back i just i love that movie i really do it's so fun it is so fun it's thrilling too 
you're on your edge of the seat. Even if you already know the movie, if you even if you know the story and the plot twists and the reveals, like it's a movie you can always have fun with and have fun watching with people too. It's just, it's just a great movie. It's a great classic piece of cinema and very underrated. Well, I don't know if it was underrated for its time, but I think, I think you know, it's just. You don't get a lot of movies like that anymore. And I think that's why I love it so much. Because it's so original. It really is. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5. Uh, still my favorite Star Wars film. I, I think it will still continue to be my favorite. Uh, of course, by the end of this podcast, I will reveal which one is my favorite. So, keep listening. I know this is a little weird having this like segmented thing. But overall... I think this is the best way to get my thoughts out there after I watch the movie. Um, but yeah, there's just, I really, yeah, it's probably a little jarring a little bit, but I really kind of like it. I think it kind of shows, it's a lot easier to get, just to, it's just a lot easier. <laughs> okay, well, that is The Empire Strikes Back. I, I want to say, like, favorite scene in this movie, that is... Mm, I think the best scene is when mm, Luke fights Vader and the reveal that uh, Vader is Luke's father. I think that's the best scene in the movie, the best part of the movie. Um, but up there along with it, um, Leia and Han's uh, farewell, that was a beautiful scene. It was heartbreaking. And um, really, that the last 30 minutes of the film is so good. <laughs> It's really good. Um, so, I mean, it's just, man, I love it. <laughs> okay, well, that's the Empire Strikes Back, and now we're going on to the Phantom Menace. Ooh. Okay. What up, everyone, and welcome back. Well, welcome back for me. It's instant for you. But anyway, I just got done watching the Phantom Menace, and I had some time to think about the film. Um, you know, last year I gave this film a 2 out of 10 rating. Uh, this year, I actually enjoyed watching this film a lot better than I did last year. Um, I think it's because I haven't seen it in a while. And, you know, I'm, I just, I'm really, what I love about this is not, like, it's not really a good character movie. Um, but it's a good setting movie. Like, I love the locations they go to. It's really well done. Uh, George Lucas knew what he wanted to tell and knew what he wanted to focus on in terms of world building. And I think that um, the Phantom Menace really succeeds in the in the world building aspect of Star Wars. I just, it was so, um, it felt like we expanded the Star Wars universe. Um, so I like that a lot. Uh, you know, the falling stuff about this movie, you know, um, uh, Jar Jar is ridiculous. As we all know, I mean, he, he has his. I think we can say that he has like some moments, you know. But then there's too much, and there's too much of it. So anyway, yeah. Oh no, Jar Jar. It's just you know why. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this was a overall. Overall, I did like this. I did like the exposition of this movie. Uh. It wasn't a snooze fest for me. I was kind of invested in it. So, yeah, I was very surprised. 
with how much better I found it to be. Um, and that leaves me confused of what to rate it. Um, now, I gave a New Hope 4 out of 5. This movie is not a 4 out of 5. <laughs> it is not. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's casting issues. Like, you know, the characters, some don't work. Uh, you know, I just, I, I just, it didn't feel like the cast was that engaging or the majority of the cast was that engaging, which I thought that was an issue. Um, I think mainly most of it, like probably 50% of this movie has Jar Jar jokes, you know, and the other 50% um, has uh, some good actors and then also some mediocre actors. And I think the actor, the kid actor who plays Anakin Skywalker is so yeah <laughs> he just does not work um overall you know he just doesn't work and um yeah that's what i got to say about it um so but ian mcgregor uh liam oh my gosh qui-gon qui-gon was so much fun to watch liam neeson I, it, yeah liam neeson to play I, I hope it's liam yeah it has to be liam neeson yeah, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson plays uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah, and uh, he was really good. Uh, you know, what I... I mean, it's been a while since I've seen The Phantom of this, but, you know, I was like, girl, this, like, Anakin's mother did not give uh, birth. Like, you know, I mean, it was like saying, who's his father? Like, oh, I don't even know what happened. Like, girl, what were you doing drinking? Like, I mean, like, it was just like, uh, come on. Um... But, I mean, I think, I don't know, it made me start thinking, I, you know, I mean, as knowing of the sequel trilogy, uh, I don't like the idea of Palpatine being his father. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, uh, like, if we don't know, but anyway, I'm just going to go with it, so whatever. Um, um, but yeah, that, that, no. Um. I'm trying to think. I do like... It does make me want to watch the Clone Wars series. I mean, I'm not on a, I mean, I'm about to watch Attack of the Clones. But, I mean, after I finish that, it probably will make me even more so watch the Clone Wars series. Um, probably even more so. But I... I what I love... What I would love more than anything if somebody came, like, a super cut of the Clone Wars series, like star episodes or you know something like that because i think the clone wars deserves to be watched maybe one day i will watch the entire clone wars but i just can't see myself doing it now but i do love ahsoka <laughs> um i have seen the last season of the mandalorian so it's really good and i've seen the movie you know the first movie but um but yeah i mean you know this is about the phantom menace uh, stuff that took me out of the movie, uh, some CG, like CGI characters, I you know that you could tell they're fake, um, which I mean eh, it's not a problem or whatever. But it, that was something that was hardly ever an issue in the original trilogy. So I mean, yeah, um, um, what else? I did not like Padme. Like, Natalie Foreman, when she speaks, it's, like, no emotion whatsoever. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know Attack of the Clones, that's when um, 
the romance blossoms. So, and I remember I did not like it. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. I, but I do like the world itself. The, the characters make me not like it, you know? Um... So I would give this film, you know, I gave it, I gave it, um, a two out of 10 last year. I'm going to give it two out of five. So basically a four out of 10, uh, which is good overall. You know, I mean, I, well, I think it's, you know, I think it's, I would give it a three out of five, but then like, there's so much stuff like the Jar Jar thing and the bad acting. And like, I feel like some actors are there just to, that because they know it's going to do well, not because they want to be. So I just, yeah, that's why I give it a two out of five. I just, you know, overall better than, um, better than last year for sure. I did enjoy it a lot more, but this film did have issues, but I do love the world. It tried to set up with this, like the overall with the cat, the majority of the cast, a majority of them didn't work, but those who did work, I'm looking at Palpy, uh, <laughs> uh, Qui-Gon, uh, um, my gosh, Obi-Wan, of course, and, um, oh my gosh, I, I, I was gonna say it, but I can't remember it now, it's Obi-Wan, I don't know, but yeah, Obi-Wan, oh, Darth Maul, oh my gosh, like, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon's fight, best thing in the movie, best, best, best thing in the movie, um, that is the best thing about it. Uh, uh, I did, like I said, like I did enjoy exploring the worlds, exploring the lands, locations they were in. But man, that that moment, top tier Phantom Menace. It's let alone just watch that scene. Um, it's it's just that good. If you don't want to watch the movie, just watch that scene. Um, it's so good. Okay, well that's the Phantom Menace. Onwards to attack the clones and then Revenge of the Sith. So let's get on to it. What up, everyone? Just finished Attack of the Clones, episode two. And last year, I gave this film a four out of ten. But this year, I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of five. So technically a five out of ten. Um, so yeah, I, I did enjoy it a little better. Uh, same thing with The Phantom Menace. I enjoyed both those films better than I did last year. Um uh, still, like they have a lot of problems. Uh, uh, I talked already talked about the Phantom Menace, so I won't talk about it again. But uh, for the Tactic Clones, uh, to me, it it was a little, it was a lot cluttered in the beginning. It was just really cluttered. Uh, I didn't really care for the assassin trying to kill Padme, Senator, the Senator, Senator Padme in the beginning. I didn't really care for that. Uh, just, well, I mean, I, I just, I didn't care because I, it, I know it didn't really, I mean, it mattered, of course, but I mean, it's just, I, you know, this film is the most boring love story I've ever seen. <laughs> Padme and Anakin have no chemistry and it's just, it's so bad. Uh, I, I, I was watching it again. I was like bored while watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh man, I just did not like it. I can't, I couldn't buy it either. I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're giving me my favorite character of all time, which is Leia, but you know, that's basically it. What I'm getting out of this. <laughs> um, 
but I mean, uh, yeah, I just their love story is so bad. I, I just well, that plot line. Um, hating hating Christensen is a, I he's just not a good actor. Uh, I mean, I hope he's improved since this because I know he's coming back for the new Obi Wan series, which is really exciting. They're bringing him back. But I mean, if he gives a performance like this, you're gonna have a lot of issues. So anyway, and uh, we'll get there in a moment. But um, I mean, yeah, I just. Ugh. But um, yeah, the Padme and Anakin stuff did not work here. It did not. Uh, Obi Wan was on his own journey. You know, he was learning more about uh, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For guys, like, he was only talking about the clones, the clones, the droids they were making. That was going on. Um, just it, it just felt like a big filler movie. You know, that's what really uh, Attack of the Clones feels like. It's a big filler movie. I guess you could say both two Star Wars films are. Uh, the, for episode 1 and Episode 2, they're both filler movies. Leading up to Revenge of the Sith, which is what, which is what everyone is like, you know, wanting to see. So, I mean, yeah. Um, and I also, after I finished Attack of the Clones, I did watch an Ahsoka, like, tribute video on YouTube because I'm like, I'm not going to get to see her. I just, I love Ahsoka. <laughs> I do want to watch Clone Wars now. I really do. I think, I think, you know, that would be an interesting thing if I, I mean, I could do it. You know, we're in a pandemic still. I mean, I, I really would like to watch Clone Wars from start to finish one day. It's just, I it just, I would like to go through all the cringiness of the episodes if there are cringe. Um, I'm assuming there is because it's a kid's show. And it did come out during my childhood. I just, I was not into Star Wars back then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Revenge of the Sith. Like, that is my favorite of the prequel trilogy. I still think it will be, um, because... I don't think I can put that any lower. Um, but yeah, I mean, Attack of the Clones enjoyed it overall better, but yet this film, oh, maybe maybe a five out of ten is being a little too generous. But I really had a hard time deciding whether or not which was worse, the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. And oh heck, I'm still having a hard time deciding it. But I just came to the conclusion, like, you know, I mean, I think the overall kind of, I like the final act. I think the final act is, like, the best part of the movie. It's like how I said the Phantom Menace, like, that's also the best part of the movie. But then I thought about the Jar Jar being war, and I couldn't. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I overall respect Attack of the Clones for its final act more so than I do the Phantom Menace final act. I do think the Phantom Menace is a little bit more. The Phantom Menace is a little bit more fun in terms of like pacing a little bit. Um, just you know where we go from step A to step B into step C. Uh, I think the the pacing in Attack of the Clones is all over the place, um, which I guess is a kind of a benefit in its own way and a and a drawback in another. I think the benefit of that is that you're always on the edge of your seat, while the drawback is like you're like what the crap am I watching? <laughs> And the Phantom Menace, you felt more comfortable while watching. And I think the drawback of that is you're feeling maybe too comfortable, you know? So, um, 
So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still debating whether or not. But as of currently, I I don't really know. I I, I think overall, I would say I had a lot. Mm. Man, I you know what? I don't really know anymore. I, I hate when I brain fart like this. I almost gave it the same rating as I did uh, Phantom Menace for all 10, just not even for a, uh, for a um, 2 out of 5. Uh, but um, I'm not sure anymore. I don't think it deserves a 1 out of 5 or 1 or... I don't know. I don't think it deserves a... I, I, mm, I don't really know anymore. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know anymore, and that really frustrates me. Oh, God. <laughs> Attack the clones, man. Jeez. You know, uh, screw it. Oh, gosh. Breakthrough while watching this, um, or listening to this. Screw it. So, I'm actually going to give it A one out of ten rating. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Heck, I don't even know anymore. I I gotta go with it, man. I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it a, you know, my new rating for it is a, mm, this is hard. This is, this is so weird. Like, it's not supposed to be this. It's just like when you're thinking about it in terms of the Phantom Menace, like I had a lot, I had a lot more fun watching the Phantom Menace, which is surprising me for me to say that. It's just, I, I, I forgot how bad Padme and Anakin were in the second movie. It's just, they're that bad. Oh man, they're that bad. Okay, I gave it a two out of five, but I'm mm, a two point five out of five. But I'm thinking about um, okay, you know what? I did it, so I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of 5. And I'm not going back. <laughs> 1.5 out of 5. There we go. It's just, I feel bad doing that. But yet, in the overall terms of it, I don't, I don't regret it. Because it's just, overall, I'm just thinking about the stone acting. I, I, and that really threw me. I mean, not saying that Anakin did not have stone. Like, the actor that played Anakin in the first movie was bad. He was also horrible. Uh, it's just, we have a lot more of them here that I just can't stand. <laughs> oh my gosh! Star Wars just officially broke me because I can't figure out what to rate it. 
But yeah, I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of 5. So a 3 out of 10. I just feel like that's generous. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's too low. But there's not really much about this movie that makes me want to go rewatch it. And I feel like that's the drawback. Because when I got done with it, I was like, man, I had a good time watching this. But when I had some time to think it over and analyze it more and just think about the exciting things to come after it, I was like, yeah, I don't really kind of want to rewatch this anymore. Because it's just so, it's like, it's like I'd rather watch The Clone Wars. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just, wow. I cannot believe a Star Wars film broke me that much where I did not know what to rate it. And it made me really just start to reflect, like, oh my gosh, it really was that bad. I don't know. I mean, I the point of these rankings is I don't want it to be close. You know, but I just, there's some things about it where I'm just... There's just some things about this movie that I just, you know, man, I don't know. That one was the wor- probably the worst one. At least I enjoyed the Phantom Menace for his exposition. Here I was like, oh, man. I don't know. So this is the interesting thing. Revenge of the Sith. I hope I still love it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So... Um, I unfortunately, I will not watch, I would love to watch the four hour supercut that someone did with the, uh, Clone Wars series, uh, where, like, uh, super ed, super cutted, like, the last seven episodes and Revenge of the Sith together. That's amazing. I, I, I would totally recommend anyone to go watch, like, the last, I think it's the last five to seven episodes of the Clone Wars season, uh, the last season. It's just so good because it's the exact same time. It, the events take place right at the same time as if Revenge of the Sith. So that's really interesting. And that's really spectacular. Um, and it makes me love the movie more. You know, it really does. Uh, Ian McGregor shines as Obi-Wan. And I, Hayden Christensen, like I said, I'll get to a point with it. But he, I mean, I remember watching this one last year. And with my buddies another year. And I just remember, like... I just remember being like, oh, man, he really does give us all here. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, um, But, yeah, we'll get into it, and I promise I won't be so conflicted when I get this done. I just – I can't believe – like, I just – I legit – I was like, oh, man, like, this one is really bad. Like, it just hit me while doing this review, reflecting more over it. I can't believe it. Anyway, now onwards to Revenge of the Sith. And then we're going to go back to Return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm also I'm also very uh, nervous for the sequel trilogy. I really hope. I really hope. I am very conflicted with it right now. But I, I have a bad feeling about it. I, I sense the disturbance in the force when I get there. Anyway, okay. I'll see you guys in a bit. Whoop. Yes, I'm finally done with the prequels. Gosh, it was a ride, man. As you know from the last section of this uh, podcast, uh, wow, Attack of Clones really broke my mind because I really did not know how to rate it. And it's to some extent, I'm still not sure how to rate it. 
just overall, I just there's so many mixed feelings about the prequels. Um, there's just so many mixed feelings. Um, but hopefully, when I talk about Revenge of the Sith, it will kind of put everything in perspective a little bit better, and overall, as well. So anyway, for Revenge of the Sith, uh, last year I gave this a seven out of ten rating, and quite honestly, I think it it still deserves that rating. So this year I'm going to give it a three point five out of five, which is a seven out of ten. Um, yeah, I mean this is the best one of the prequels. It it, it is. Uh, you know, I mean there's just a lot of stuff that a lot of fans have been wanting to see that the first two didn't really offer. And, yeah, that's why Revenge of the Sith works. And, yeah, I will admit, I have seen the supercut of the last four episodes of the Clone Wars series uh, and Revenge of the Sith supercutted together. And that is an amazing thing. Uh, I highly recommend you go see it. Or if there's a way, uh, just look more into it. It's so fascinating. Um, I have seen it. It was on it was on Twitch, um, only for that streaming period. Uh, it was a, for an event, and they do it kind of periodically. But I forget it was like superhero theorist that did it. Uh, look them up on Twitter or Twitch or Google them. You should be able to find them. Just look up superheroist uh, supercut of Revenge of the Sith, and that should bring it up. I'll possibly try to link it as well, just so. Uh, you guys can have a link to it, so you won't have to dig. <laughs> but um, that is amazing. Uh, this one was just... I think it got better over time, you know? But I also think it... You know, the Clone Wars did a lot. The series Clone Wars did a lot to help it as well. So, yeah. I mean, the stuff that works in this movie is Obi-Wan. Basically, it is... Obi-Wan saying goodbye to Anakin. Uh, Anakin, you know, that, that's just the thing. Uh, Hater Christensen, once again, like I said, his performance is better in Revenge of the Sith, but man, he is so subpar with his acting. It, it, it is laughable. Um, uh, Padme doesn't do much in this movie at all. That's one thing I love about the supercut. They give the deleted scenes of the movie in that supercut. And you it just Pabby is a lot more, even though, even though it's like one or two scenes, uh, it just shows you that she's not just a housewife, you know. And it's just, I think that's important to see. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the feeling I get after watching this movie and just knowing that Anakin is truly gone to the dark side, but yet there's hope in his children, so especially Luke. So, I, I, I love that. Yeah, and I'm excited for the Obi-Wan series. So this is a good movie to watch if you're interested for the Obi-Wan series. Let's rewatch Revenge of the Sith because it is awesome. Um, but, uh, and yeah, it's just a one heck of a time. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited I did this this way. And now I get to go return the Jedi, and hopefully that pieces will connect better. Um, I hope uh, because I kind of feel worn out now. And then I got through the whole prequel trilogy. I'm like, oh my gosh, no more. And then um, 
Return of the Jedi, which Return of the Jedi, like, was at a time my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, I just, I really love Return of the Jedi. Um, um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, overall, how I feel about the prequel trilogy, I feel confident. Um, my ranking for the prequel trilogy goes, uh, starting at the, the best one, Revenge of the Sith, and then the Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. I mean, I still think Attack of the Clones is the worst one, uh, just because there is no, like, Hayden Christensen destroyed that film. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but he did. There is no excuse for that acting. I don't even care. But at least with the Phantom Menace, I had a lot more fun with the locations and, you know, with you know, I just, I really like the character Qui-Gon. I don't know what what it was, but when I rewatched it, I really liked the character. And I love that Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson could actually act. I apologize if they're saying his name wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did really like Qui-Gon. And um, I did like the racing scene. I enjoyed, I enjoyed some parts of this movie. Of course, Jar Jar was a heavy drawback of the movie. But... I mean, at least Jar Jar, I, it just came to terms me, which would I rather watch Jar Jar being stupid awkward or Anakin and the Attack of the Clones being so, so bad as an actor? I, I, I didn't really know which one was worse. <laughs> so, anyway, that's kind of bad. Um, but anyway, yeah, Revision of the Sith did redeem it. I just wish Revision of the Sith really kind of started the momentum off the way it did. I wish that was the first one of the prequels, and then they went up from there. I think that would be more interesting. But, and they could have integrated, like, these backstories into Revenge of the Sith. I think that would have been more interesting. And, and they built it from there. Um, you know, so... And it also more elaborative on the Clone Wars, you know? I mean, I think that would have been more interesting. Um... Which is why I should watch the series. <laughs> so, anyway. Moving on from that. Overall, a prequel trilogy. It's not great, but it's not horrible. It's kind of meh. So, I don't know. That's why I'm going to go with that one. Um, so, anyway. No, now we're off to the, re the Return of the Jedi. The one I've been waiting to get to. I'm so excited. Here we go. Just got done with Return of the Jedi, and once again, phenomenal. Of course, phenomenal. Um, you know, overall, I give this film. You know, I, I thought about it. You know, like, like overall, it's way better than any of the prequel trilogy. It is way better. So it's better. Um, so I had a good time watching it. It was very fun. I will say that I wish. It was sad because I like a lot of stuff in Return of the Jedi, like the like the main conflict climax of the movie, when Luke, Invader, and uh, Dark uh, Palpatine. That scene, it I was thinking a lot about the Last Jedi, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> and it just made me think how much the sequel trilogy copied the um, original. Like it never it never strayed. You know, it never did. So, I mean, 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. But that'll be yeah. And now that I'm going towards the sequel trilogy, I'm so excited. Not really, but um, but yeah, um, but I do like you know you know, I do love the idea you know watching it this way, watching the uh, uh, watching a new hope, and then the Empire Strikes Back, and then watching the whole prequel trilogy, and then finishing it off with the Return of the Jedi. It does give you a complete overall story sense. Um, to see how um, a young man became corrupted uh, to the dark side, causing uh, the loss of his wife, and you know him not even knowing that he had two children instead of one, and and seeing how those two children who were separated come back together. In peace, you know, I just I think that's I think you know overall that's kind of a nice like little it's a nice story, um, this really is. So overall, you do get a sense of completion, and you know, there's really no need to go to the sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, this is you know I think, um, you know, the Return of the Jedi will always be, always be kind of the nice conclusion in people's minds, and then that's it. And then, then you always have the sequel trilogy, um, which it will be interesting to dive into the sequel trilogy when I get there, of course. Um, but I will say that in Return of the Jedi, I really love the opening. I, I that is iconic in the movie. I love uh, the Tatooine scenes. Um, oops, excuse me. And um, I really love the. I really love like they're on a mission to end this. And there's, it does feel a little like quick to the punch a little bit, just a little bit, because it's like, oh, Yoda spoke of another person. Who, who, who is this another? Like, oh yeah, you're talking about your twin sister. Like, oh, who is it? He's like, you know, if you search your feelings, Leia. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so it's a little, it's a little bit, but it's nowhere near as uh, horribly acted as Revenge, like in this, as the prequels, like I was saying. But I, I, you know, it's just I was haunted by his face, Hayden Christensen's face, by the end of this movie. <laughs> I do wish um, we had the option to watch the theatrical versions of these films instead of like the reimbursed versions, like the the. Uh, well, I'm not saying the quality. I, I would love to watch like a 4K quality, but of the theatrical version of the movie, not, um, you know, not the Blu-ray disney five version if that makes sense i i, I think that'd be kind of interesting to see star wars as originally intended um so that's interesting that's also on mine but yeah i do love i do love the i do love um i really felt luke and vader's bond and i thought that was really nice um so yeah that was really good um but yeah Re return of the jedi a very feel-good movie a very feel-good movie um a whole different mood than the first two were. Um, I feel like the first one was trying to find yourself, and I think the second one is losing yourself. And then I think the third one is that peace and harmony, you know? So, I don't know. That's my off-the-top thinking about it. But overall, I mean, my favorite one watching is, of course, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, like, so far, just out of the original trilogy, like, <laughs> Excuse me. I would say the Empire Trace Back is still good. The best. But I will also say 
Um, Return of the Jedi used to be my favorite due to the opening. <laughs> I love, I love um, that Tatooine sequence in the beginning. Um, now what else? I think that kind of wraps up Return of the Jedi. I mean, yeah. I had fun watching it, though. It was totally different from the prequels. Totally. So, and that's why I'm interested to go into the sequel trilogy. I'm going to have that same kind of, like, um, distaste for it like I did with the prequels in some moments. We'll see. Okay, until then, I will let you guys know. Just got done watching The Force Awakens, and it was, it was a... An okay time. It was not like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It was more like, okay, you cater these characters. <laughs> um, I remember last year what I said when I was rewatching it was that Finn was really the breakout character. And that's really what I felt like here. But I mean, honestly, this time it was more like kind of like more drawn to Kylo Ren. Because Adam Driver's just terrific and saves this movie from total failure. So that was an interesting thing. Another thing is, um, even though I love Finn's character in this movie, the thing that just brings it down for me is a couple of things. The first thing is the humor. Like, it's Disney-fied. Um, you know, Star Wars humor has never been somewhat, to me, that kind of dry. Or not dry, it's just kind of like, kind of really... I don't know. It's just I didn't care for it. I mean, it didn't really make sense the type of humor it was going for. And unfortunately, that's something that happens in uh, the next two movies as well. Um, so, I don't know. I'm interested to revisit that again. But also, another thing that brought it down was that they just didn't get the characters right. Um, they catered Ray in this movie to where everyone else does not matter and only she does. So uh, um, a point of interest of what I'm talking about here is that she's the only, like besides Chewie, she and Finn are the only ones that witness Han dying. Layla's, Leia senses it, but Luke is nowhere in it till the very end. Um, so that, you know, and knowing Mark Hamill's, knowing Mark Hamill's, uh, distaste for that because no one was there when um han died you know besides chewy like yeah uh, yeah it's just ugh, it does not sit with me well and knowing as well that there's only one really one maybe one to two scenes with him and uh, han and leia you know and that's it so yeah, I just, I didn't really care for that either. I just, I really didn't. Um, it was great seeing Carrie again. I, I think I'm going to cry with The Last Jedi just because I know that's her last one. But um, um, besides that point, I just, I remember them being them more in it than, I remember... Han and Leia being more in the movie. Um, or maybe I should say Leia. I remember her being more in it, but she wasn't really in this one much. They were all kind of three-word. I mean, Luke was in it at the very end with no lines. 
Leia was in maybe two to three, four scenes. And then Han had kind of the most to work with. Of course, this is the movie he's killed off with. And that also left a bad taste in my mouth. I was just like, why? I mean, I knew he was going to die, obviously. But, I mean, I was like, mm, I don't really like it. I really don't. So there's like a lot of man moments. Um, another thing, uh, you know, I mentioned Ray being catered to. Uh, she knows exactly where everything is on the on the mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon without ever being on it. And it just didn't sit right with me. She knows how to fly without any previous times of going to space. Um, really, I mean, the thing with Ray with the sequel trilogy is that she's labeled as a Mary Sue. And I know Daisy really defends that, but it's really kind of hard to, you know, it's really kind of hard to. Uh, I will admit, though, I do like the character Ray. Ray Daisy, Daisy <laughs> combined her first and last name. Daisy really does do a good job making her character very sympathetic with audiences. Um, but the character is frustrating as a result side of how everything's handed to her. Uh, I, I think the most distasteful thing or one of the most distasteful things about this movie is that when, you know, Leia and Ray meet for the first time and Han's dead, uh, Chewie just walks by Leia and Leia just goes up and hugs Ray because Ray's upset that Han died. Like, which, get in line. <laughs> like, um, I didn't like that. Uh, you know, and J.J. Uh, Abrams really did take criticism for that as well. And he admits that he's wrong for that. Uh, I just, that that's really not how to go here um I, I didn't like how that happened at all and overall i have to give this movie a three out of five where this movie succeeds where the prequel where the prequels failed is that everyone can act you know that's the good thing about the sequel trilogy is that everyone does bring their all to it especially uh, i would say daisy ridley um uh, uh, John Boyega and uh, Adam Driver in this first one. I just really felt like a lot was going on with them. And I just, I, I really like that, especially Daisy and Adam. Like, as we get to go further into this trilogy, I'm excited for these two actors and characters again because they're, it's just like such a great bond. It's such a great bond. Um, overall, uh, I gave it a three out of five. And. You know, um, let's see where The Last Jedi takes us. I'm anxiously awaiting to see how I'm going to react to it. Um, it's a movie that I had a lot of conflict with because of its humor and uh, the jokes they did in the movie. But I, but the movie is beautiful. Like, it is the most wonderfully shot film probably ever I've ever seen. So... But let's just see if the story and characters can save it. I know Daisy Daisy does bring her all with this, and so does and so does Adam Driver. And also, I'm gonna cry to Carrie Fisher, and there's no help for that. But yeah, let's get back into it. Woo! So I just finished the Rise of Skywalker, and I can just tell that this whole sequel trilogy. I, I just did not have a good time with it. I really didn't. Um, I really wanted to like it so bad um, because when I first saw this in theaters, I fell in love with it. Um, I loved the movie. I gave it. I remember I gave it a ten star rating because I loved it so much. I just I, I loved it. 
Um, this movie concludes the Skywalker saga, yes. But I've seen a fan cut of this film. And the fan cut is so much better than the theatrical version. Um, it's just, it captures the moments you need to capture that you can resonate with it. And when you watch the theatrical version, it, you know, you just, you, you just feel like you missed something. And, you know, what I love about this movie is that they do everything they could with Princess Leia, with Carrie Fisher. Um, I love that they credit her first, as they should. Um, I think that's really nice um, that they do that for her. Um, it's just, it's everything you need, really. Um, I love the coloring of this movie. I love the blue. I love blue in this movie. It's really beautiful. I love... Ben and Ray's relationship, that is very powerful. And that was heavily due to The Last Jedi, you know. Um, you know, and thinking about the sequel trilogy, I rated every film, including this one. I rated every film in the sequel trilogy three stars. And on that, I'm like, mm, but they all attack each other. <laughs> so... There's so much hate. Like, you can say there's so much hate with the sequel trilogy. But there's also hate within the films itself. Because with The Last Jedi, it kind of disses The Force Awakens. And with The Rise of Skywalker, it disses The Last Jedi. So there's... So looking at that, I'm like, oh, these films do not really deserve... All of them don't deserve three stars. And that's when I kind of looked at it. Overlooking at it... The Last Jedi really kind of faltered in the sequel trilogy. You know, I mean, The Force Awakens had a great premise. It really copied A New Hope. Um, it relied on that formula. And The Last Jedi kind of took things in a different direction, but yet still copied the sequels, Empire Strikes Back, and also Return of the Jedi. Um, so it's just, it's just, yeah. And The Last Jedi, I feel like, Going back to that film, thinking about that film, it kind of had half me there, you know. So that's why I'm officially giving The Last Jedi a 2.5 out of 5, just halfway there. Not not saying it's awful, not saying it's great, but just saying it's like, you know, it had some potential. It had really some good potential, but if only it kept up with that momentum, it could have been better. Uh, the Rise of the Skywalker, I'm going to give that, I'm going to keep that one as a 3 out of 5. I'm going to keep it there. Because, like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot of me that wants to love this movie. There's a lot of me that wants to enjoy this movie. And there's moments and scenes that I'm just like head over heels for. Um, and that instance for me in the Last Jedi, there are some scenes in there, but I find it more appealing in this movie, and um, and uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, is this one my favorite of the sequel trilogy? I'm going to have to say yes. Just because the moments are really heartfelt for me. And I do burst out into tears while watching it. Um, I cried in the theater a lot while watching this movie. Um, it was great. Heck, you know what? I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. Because I feel like, you know, this movie... It, the Rise of Skywalker, the fan edit, 
I think the fan is called a, the Rise of Skywalker Ascendant. That one is phenomenal. Like, go watch it. It like it creates a whole different look on it. Um, and I think if that was the theatrical version of it, I would give it a four out of five because it like it's yeah. But I mean, there's so many moments in the Rise of Skywalker where I just resonate with that. I just can't help but just love it. Um, you know, and that's just me personally. I know a lot of people that do not like this movie, but to me, that the eh movie was The Last Jedi. And I have a best friend who loves The Last Jedi. And I feel bad giving it a 2.5. But I'm really trying hard not to... Not to... Uh, I'm really trying hard not to let that sway me, if that makes sense. I want to have my own opinion. I don't want to... You know, I mean, I appreciate... And I do love watching the film with him and with friends. I love watching the film with people. You know, I think Star Wars is a great is a great journey with everyone. And it's hard while watching alone because you're not experienced that fun with somebody. So I think Star Wars, Star Wars is a great franchise. I wonder I wonder if the viewing is different with people. Um I think um that'll be interesting. But yeah, that's my overall. I think, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. As much as I wish the movie, you know, as much as I wish some things were different in this movie, I I do appreciate for what it gave and what it did. I do love the ending. Um, I love that Ray looks out to the sunset of, or looks up to the sunset and sees Luke and Leia's force ghosts appear. And then she announces herself as Ray Skywalker. I love that because it just shows you no matter where you come from, you know, I love that this character finally gets to pick her own identity. And it's not forced. It's, I feel like it's completely natural. And I love that for her. So, and I still defend that ending. I still, I do, I like that Palpatine came back. No, I wish they I wish they were more like I mean it kinda like now we know it's a clone of Palpatine. Like But I wish they made that more apparent in the movie. Like I feel like feel like they should not let the audience hang. And I wish they went like they went to daring moves like the last Jedi did, but I wish they committed to or I wish they went more elaborate elaborative with it to make audiences understand and go with the movie rather than go against the movie. So yeah um man leia with the lightsaber was amazing i love that leia is my favorite character my gosh i can't get over her um but yeah i mean ben and ray what a what a what a pair you know what a pair uh it's very it's a very dramatic somber uh whenever they're together it's very emotional very melancholy into a sense. I love that this movie is mainly blue because you really just sense that they're down. They're not happy with themselves. Um, and I kind of like that to show both those characters. Um, really, um, you know, that's, you know, really that's it for The Rise of Skywalker. Now I want to go into the the trilogies of each saga or each perspective trilogy. And I want to go through my favorite characters and give you kind of a good look about look of that. So here we go. 
So with the prequel trilogy, you know, the best character for me was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ian McGregor shined as that character. That's basically the main thing people kind of look fondly of the prequel trilogy. And also, um, you know, we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which will be very interesting. I can't wait for that. So that's very interesting. Of course, for the original trilogy, Leia. I mean, I just, I always gravitate towards her. It's just, I just, yeah, I just do. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, the sequel trilogy, that will have to be, man, that will have to be Kylo Ren. I, get, he, I mean, to be honest, like, he has the most, I mean, besides Ray, like, he goes through the most changes, and I really like seeing him turn to the light side in The Rise of Skywalker. I thought that was beautiful, and him fighting with, with Ray and not against her. Um, and, and not turning against her afterwards, what was very powerful, you know. So those are my three favorite characters, three of my top favorite characters in each trilogy. Uh, let's go into my top ten overall for the Star Wars fandom, and this will include series, um, spinoffs, um, uh, television shows, and the movies, of course. So let's start at number ten, and we'll go all the way to number one. Uh, number ten is Boba Fett. Uh, I just, this character was so fun to revisit. Uh, I remember when I was watching Mandalorian and seeing him come back in that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. But then rewatching the films last year, it was a lot of fun seeing the character in the movies. Even though he didn't really do much, I just, I liked seeing the character. It was so fun. And I liked him a lot. Uh, number nine is Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. Uh, really, I. I think he's the best in the original trilogy. I, like, Hayden Christensen is a horrible actor. But he did a good job with Revenge of the Sith, for sure. But Darth Vader in the original trilogy, where he is... You, you can really sense... It's weird because he's wearing the mask, but you can sense when he cares. It's really interesting. But yeah, Darth Vader. Number nine. Number eight is Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Ahsoka, uh, you know, the Clone Wars television series. She really, oh man, I just love seeing this character grow. And I remember watching the Clone Wars, like the last four episodes. She was amazing. And, you know, uh, watching her in the Mandalorian. And it's just, I, I would love to discover more about her character. She's so interesting. She's very mysterious. Like, she's she is very mysterious um so i just i would love to see more of her and just just get more of her it would be great i do love that she kind of she challenges anakin in the clone wars that we really never ever really got to see him you know and it's just i think that's amazing uh, number seven is the child, or uh, spoilers, <laughs> Grogu uh, from the Mandalorian, and that is uh, quote unquote baby Yoda. Uh, that you know the, that character is so fascinating to me because that character, I just love that. Like it's like the jack of all trades. Like what is it gonna do? <laughs> so I just love that. Uh, number six is Mando, 
or um from the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal's character. I forgot his name. It's like Din Joran, I think that's his name. Um but uh yeah, I love him. I love I love me some Pedro Pascal. But uh man, Mando is very sympathetic and very likable as a character. And I think for him to be the lead of the Mandalorian is a very is very very great and i'm excited for season three for sure uh number five is han solo uh you know i mean just watching it back and just kind of seeing like where does han stand with me and especially with the force awakens but the original trilogy just seeing where the character went and seeing how angry i was with his death in the force awakens i just i was uh, you know, I was like, I can't help but like Han. <laughs> uh, number four is Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. Um, you know, last year I did not put this character on my top ten list. But this time I just, I'm like, you know what? It's it's time. It's time to put him on my top ten. Because I really do like the character. I really do. <laughs> um, number three is Luke Skywalker. Uh, he... You know, I mean, how come, how can't, how come Luke can't be this high up on this list? I mean, I'm still, he was going to be number three or number two, but number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I really liked Ian McGregor's portrayal of him. I really love it. Ian McGregor is, as an actor, I just, I love him. (laughs) Um, Let's see. But yeah, I'm excited to discover more of him and I'm excited to see where his character goes in this obi-wan kenobi series coming out soon and number one of course is leia organa princess leia general leia leia skywalker she has many names um you know she's my favorite she always will be um i just i think she i I love carrie fisher rest in peace but man i just I can't get over it. I really can't get over Leia. Like, th- like the main thing about this character that I always like kind of stresses is that she's if Luke fails, then she's our only hope, you know. And like if like when Obi Wan was saying to Yoda, like that boy's our last hope, and Yoda said, "No, there is another." Like that's Leia, you know. I mean, that's right there the potential of Leia, and I just. The fact that she was almost a Jedi really excites me. But I really would like to see what her path would have been if it, if she did go the Jedi route. So, I don't know. That's why I love The Rise of Skywalker. For that one scene of the Jedi, of Jedi Leia, um, I would love more. And I hope we would get to see more one day. But, um, yeah. I think Leia is a very underrated character. And I always root for the underdogs. Uh, an honorable mention that's that is not on this list that I'm thinking about is Ray. Um, she's not on this, but you know, I do find her character fascinating. I just wish it was more sympathetic. I don't know if that makes sense, but she she's missing something that would create this sense of like man, Stanner. You know, she's she's missing something like that. I don't know what that is. Well, I think this is the perfect time to take some space from the Star Wars franchise on the saga because there are nine films 
And as we have discussed, there are nine films that are very highly debated and heavily honored and cherished and hated on, if you depending on what films you're thinking of. But overall, I had a very fun time watching it. And I hope next year when I do this again or whenever I do this again, um, I will appreciate. I would not have this sense of pressure on the sequels or the prequels. Because I did enjoy watching the prequels, but I was anticipating the sequels when I got there. So maybe I have to change up my watch order every now and then. Maybe I should just focus on the sequels one time and then focus on the prequels. Because watching it all together is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on some things. So that's interesting. But anyway, I think an interesting thing we would do is watch the sequels first and then do the prequels and then finish off with the original trilogy. I don't know if that will work. I don't think it will, but I think in a way, in, at least in that honor, our, um, it will have some sort of, some sort of, I don't know. I just don't want to have that pressure on the sequels like I did this time. I think the sequels, I was heavily anticipating a fall and I don't want that to happen next time. Um, but anyway, to show you my rankings of the movies, so let me give my rankings of it. Give me one second. So there are nine films, and at the bottom of the list is Attack of the Clones, Episode 2. The next one is Star Wars The Phantom Menace. I did enjoy it more. But yet, that film does have its issues. Uh, the next one is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, like I said, that film is very conflicting because there's stuff I love about it. And there's also stuff I just didn't work for me. And I think it was overall a meh compromise. Uh, the next one is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, you know, that film, it... it it relied heavily on it had some great new things i think finn was a fabulous character but he just overall they lost him in this movie and they lost him with cheap humor um and overall in the whole sequel trilogy they lost him but um the, it was heavily a new hope copy you know so the next one after that is Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I The best one of the sequel trilogy for me. Um, but yeah, the film did have a lot of issues. <laughs> Excuse me. And then after that one, it is a... Let me make sure. I'm going to put Return of the Jedi on next. I'm going to put that one next because... That movie had a great opening, in my opinion, but then it kind of faltered off a little bit near the end. I would like to see a little more action near the end, like more more lightsaber fight. Um, uh, I don't know. It just it needed something, that final act, you know. Um, let me see. Okay, after that one is A New Hope. Uh, yeah, iconic. Very iconic. And then... And at number one, we have The Empire Strikes Back, the best one of them all. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So yeah, that's my ranking of the nine films. Um, my rating on this film I already gave, um, and I will make and you can read my review of that as well at my uh, Weebly site. I will link down below. And um, yeah, this has been the Star Wars rewatch of twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, I hope. Like I said, Star Wars, I have some highs with it and I have some lows. And I would like to watch it all on a high, you know. I will, I don't want to watch them on lows. And it's a lot to take in, too. It's a lot to take in. But I hope y'all enjoyed this journey. Uh, for me, this has been going on for the past week. But uh, this podcast, I don't know how long it is now. But I hope y'all enjoyed listening and stay tuned for more. Thank y'all so much.